Hi, I'm Jason Soto. And I'm Lisa Leahy. And we're the host of Between the Scares, a podcast that takes a look at every movie that Blumhouse Productions has made. You may not recognize the name, but they have made some of your favorite horror movies like Paranormal Activity, Ouija, and Insidious. Yeah, Jason, but they've also made stupid movies like The Fever and Best Night Ever and Hysterical Blindness. Yeah, those two. But they also did Whiplash, Get Out, and Us. And we're going to cover it all. Hey, did you know that Jason Blum also produced that Gem and the Holograms live-action movie? He did that? Uh-huh. Ugh. Fine. But then you have to watch The Green Inferno. Uh... So listen to Between the Scares on Anchor, Apple, Google, Amazon, or our home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Top 5A through Z. I am your temporary host, Jason Soto from RabbitHolePodcast.com. Hello, everybody. We are back for another brand spanking new episode of Counting to Five. And uh, helping me uh, is my co-host, Pete. What's up, Pete? What's up? Uh, and our guest today is the co-host of a Lyrical Innuendo, which you can find on rabbitholepodcast.com. He also likes to count to five. It's Nick Rehack. Hello, Nick. Hello, fellow counters. <laughs> so we do here. We count and we drink. Um... <laughs> We have another brand spanking new episode, another list uh, topic for you, but if we get to that, I didn't know if anyone out there knew this or not, so I'm gonna I'm just going to take on the difficult job of letting everybody know that all the shows that we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast are sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod, and you get to try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. And after 30 days, you only pay $14.99 a month to access more audiobooks, original shows, or podcasts. You are free to cancel this whenever you want. And if for whatever reason you do, anything that you've downloaded, you get to keep no matter what. It is yours for the rest of your natural life or until the earth explodes, whichever happens first. Uh, audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod using that link helps us out here on the network and says independent podcasts are fucking awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, we can also uh, support the show by going to patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. For as low as $3 a month, you get early access to episodes. There's great bonus content to check out. There's all kinds of neat shit to check out on the Patreon that's only for the Patreon. This is not out in the world. You can't look this up on YouTube. It is not on the website. It is only on Patreon. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. $3 gets you in to check all that awesome shit out. And I'll say this. I got a couple of embarrassing things on there. So that gives you incentive 
to go look for that, figure out what that is, report back to me. I think it would be worth your time and money. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. All right. Um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about movies that take place on the same day in terms of like 24 hours and, and like within a 24 hour time span. Um, I don't know about you guys, Pete, uh, Nick, if you guys feel the same way, but I really always gravitate more towards movies that are like that with that setting. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah. <clears throat> I enjoy them for sure. Just to see where they and where they and how they keep the story contained and the characters right there and to make it engaging because I hate when it feels like a gimmick, like it's part of it. But mm. if it's one of those things where after the film you realize, oh, wait, did all that just happen in like a day and or like over the course of a night? Like, wow, that's I'm impressed by that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just for some reason, they're like a lot of fun. Um, they're done really well. Um, and, you know, you got to be kind of very engaging and clever to keep a story going in that kind of a time frame where you don't have to split it up between days or weeks or months or years or whatever. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be our list for today. We're doing our top five favorite movies that take place in a single day. So let's get going. Nick, you are our guest. Uh, you get to start us off with number five. Number five <clears throat> is a film from 1948. It is my favorite <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock film. And that's rope. Oh, um, God damn it. That's a good one. God yeah, damn it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I read the concept and the the story. I'm like, okay, let's see how they pull this off. And it's done really, really well. And what's even more impressive is it feels like a play, but it's mm. also Hitchcock's way of doing a film in one take. Yes. The technology wasn't there yet. So when it gets to the end of that, like 30 or so minutes of a reel, we just kind of go to somebody's back and then pick up and continue. And it was the second time that it happened. I went, Oh, like I, I really wish that Hitchcock had the technology that we have now yeah. because I'd want to see what kind of wildness he would get into. <laughs> yeah. And I I would love to see this film in like a one take kind of way, like in a to like when he did um, Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. I mean, that's not truly a one take kind of thing because you can see little secret edits, but mm -hmm. it just to have that kind of vibe and to see uh, the cast is stellar. Yeah. I highly, highly recommend this movie. That's a good one. I, I for some reason, yeah. I didn't think about it. Um, I don't know why, but that is a fucking good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. And, and it's, it's nice and quick too. It's like a little quick 80 minutes in and out. Mm -hmm. It gets the job done. It hits you right in the tension where it's supposed to. And it's, I'm a fan. Good pick, my man. Good pick. Damn it, I'm mad Thank at myself. You. All right. Well, Pete, what do you got? What's your number five? I have um, a Brad Pitt movie for uh, uh, my number five, which was pretty much uh, recent. It is Bullet Train. Oh, okay. okay. It, it's all in one day, and it's about the uh, – I can't say it right, right now. Ladybug, which is uh, Brad Pitt's character, he gets to go on this train – that's uh, in Tokyo or Japan. I can't remember right now. Um, and he has to uh, get this money or drop off money on the train. And all this wild stuff ensues. 
as that train is going and as he's doing it, uh, uh, doing this job, they have a, a uh, shoot, I'm telling you, I'm tired. We all are, Pete. We all are. You're all good. I'm usually more attentive with stuff. I'm like looking at my notes and stuff. Um, there's like these two brothers on there, uh, Lemon and Tangerine, uh, who are like the uh, some of the assassins that's after uh, Brad Pitt's character. There's this one girl uh, who you may th- you think is like from school, but actually is a, a, a adult woman who is one of the assassins. And you got a bunch of like other assassins on there. It's it's a wild, fun, crazy movie. Um, it it's just one whole set, one whole day, of course, just like you know. And uh, Sandra Bullock is like one of the operatives that works with the uh, with the uh, Brad Pitt, but she's barely seen. She's like a five minutes in the movie or ten minutes, hmm. and but it's just it's 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 wild. That's all I'm saying. A lot a lot of action, a lot of action, a lot of goofiness in that movie. Yeah, I have not seen it yet. Um, I know I I, I want to see it. I want to see it very badly. I remember wanting to see it in, in the theaters. I feel like movies don't stay in theaters too long anymore because, like, next mm-hmm. thing I know, they're gone. And yeah. then I see it on my Fire Stick, like, "Hey, Bullet Train's now on on whatever streaming platform." I'm like, wasn't that just in the theater like a month ago? Like, <laughs> hey, damn. <laughs> hey, so, Mario Brothers is gonna be out already on DVD. See yet. what the fuck? I yeah. swore that was just out in theaters. God, so I think it's still in theaters. So yeah. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna have to check that out sometime. That sounds awesome. It is worth your while. I yeah. Um. All right, my number five, and I'm gonna say right now, I struggled with this list because again, this is one of my favorite types of movies, and I was just typing movies, thinking of it. That's why I'm mad. I forgot about Rope. Um, it definitely would have been on here, so that's gonna be an honorable mention. But, um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm not a huge Denzel Washington fan. I don't have a problem with him. <laughs> But I don't go out of my way to seek his movies. But this is a really good one, and it is Training Day. Ooh. Um, you get to see Denzel be like a royal dick, like just the <laughs> biggest asshole on the face of the planet. And uh, he's he's training Ethan Hawke uh, to you know kind of be like a cop. Like Ethan Hawke's a rookie cop. Uh, Denzel is like this cop that's been on the force for like a lot of years. Um, but he's like a he's a dirty cop. He takes you know bribes. He basically terrorizes the neighborhood. He stops off in the middle of his uh, patrol to fuck a woman in her apartment. Like there's <laughs> as you do, as you do. <laughs> I mean, it made me want to be a cop if that's the things you get to do. I'm like Jesus Christ, <laughs> like shit. Yeah, let me do that. <laughs> but um. This is a good movie. This is a really legitimately good movie with great performances from both. Um, the ending is amazing where there's the showdown. Um, I won't super ruin it. If for some reason you haven't seen it, it's from 2001. You should go see it by now. But um, great movie all around. Everyone does a great job with it. Uh, Training Day is my number five. Hell yeah. yeah. You will see that very shortly. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go to our number fours. Nick, what you got? My number four is from Dusk Till Dawn. Um, that movie 
the beginning is one of the most tense films I've ever seen in my life. I'm talking like my hands are sweaty. I'm finding it hard to breathe because I realize like I'm not breathing and then I have to remember to breathe and it just makes everything that much more awkward. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is an actor in this film. He's just completely unhinged and it works (laughs) really, really well. Because the other films he pops up in, it's like, okay, you know, we get it. Move along, please. I don't want to hear your Australian accent kind of thing, right? <laughs> but this one, I don't know if he's just kind of being himself or what, but it's it's just really intense. And then you have Clooney, outside of maybe Michael Clayton, I don't think I've seen him in more of a badass role in yeah. anything. I'm not really – I mean, I guess you could say like Ocean's Eleven, the character's pretty badass because he does heists and things like that. But in this type of level, especially when he's hitting you with a line like you better not try and run on us because I got six little friends and they all run faster than you. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the dopest lines ever. Yeah. So the film just builds and builds and builds. And then this was one of those gateway films for me that introduced me to the idea of, okay, we're going along. And all of a sudden, in one fell swoop, everything is completely different. Um. It was an. It's been an absolute favorite of mine. I like to revisit it like every two, three years. It's not like a yearly watch for me, but anytime I watch it, I'm I always always enjoy it. Awesome, yeah, that's a good one. That's another one on my list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be a lot of crossover here. Well, let's let's find out. Uh, Pete, what's your number four? All right, since we just talked about it a bit ago, I'm just gonna go and say training day. Eva Mendes, naked on the bed. Uh, the <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, you know, but also Denzel Washington being being who he is in that movie, playing a character that you know you, you've seen him in American Gangster the same way. But I'm saying like this this one here, he he had I don't give a fuck attitude through the whole damn movie, like you know, and that that made his whole character badass. It's one of my favorite characters from uh, Denzel. Um, and that's it. That's all I can say because everything else was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, no problem with that. Okay. Um, my number four. I'm putting it here because it's a movie that does not get talked about a lot, at least not anymore. I think when it came out, um, in '98, um, it had a little bit of buzz. Uh, it's kind of an indie movie a little bit. Um, but it's called Buffalo '66. I've heard of it. Uh, and um, it was written and directed and starring uh, a gentleman named Vincent Gallo. And uh, it also stars Christina Ricci. Uh, actually, the cast is pretty fucking awesome. Like uh, Christina Ricci, Angelica <laughs> Houston, uh, Ben Gazzara, Mickey Rourke, Rosanna Arquette. Uh, you got Kevin Pollack doing like uh, 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 a sports caster, which just perfect casting right there. Uh, this is a great cast. Um, but the movie is really great. Uh, it centers on, uh, Vincent Gallo's character named Billy, uh, who gets out of prison after being in prison for five years. Uh, and he took the fall for, um, a mob guy that he owed money to. And, uh, the mob guy said, if you serve my prison certain sentence for me, you don't owe me any more money. And it's just five years. So Vincent, you know, Billy does this, he gets out, but now he wants revenge because he wasted five years of his life in prison. And so the movie is just him, um, 
getting up the courage to go confront the the mob guy. Um, he's also mad at um, uh, a, a Buffalo Bills player. That's why it's called Buffalo 66. Uh, because they were betting on a football team or a football game. Hmm. And so, uh, and it, the whole movie, it takes place, I think it's almost, a little bit almost in real time. Almost a little bit. Um because it's him getting out of prison, and then he needs to go talk to his parents who he hadn't seen in five years, and he lied about why he was missing for five years, so he had to make up a story, and so he kidnaps Christina Ricci to pretend to be his wife, um, and then they go to um, dinner, and if you think the dinner scene from The Office was the most awkward thing on the face of the planet, that's got nothing on the dinner scene in this movie. Uh. Uh, but it's a great movie. This is such a wonderful, fantastic movie. I don't know why people seem to have forgotten about it. I don't hear anyone talk about it anymore. Um, Christina Ricci's great. Vincent Gallo is great. Uh, Ben Gazzara is hilarious. Has Billy's dad. Uh, Angelica Houston plays Billy's mom. It's wonderful. I highly recommend checking it out. Is uh, Buffalo sixty six my number four? I and, think that's one of the few Christina Ritchie movies I've missed. Yeah, I mean like I said it was it was a more of an independent film that came out in 98. Um a lot of people um it just like missed like the mainstream. Um so not a lot of people knew. I, it was one of those ones that I took a chance on. Um I saw it at the video store and I saw, you know, Christina Ricci and I read the back of it. It, it intrigued me, so I just rented it, and I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, go check it out, Buffalo '66. So very cool. Uh, Nick, what is your number three? <clears throat> My number three is the OG version of the Taking of Pelham One Two Three. I watched this for the first time about two months ago, and just just a fantastic movie all around. Uh, basically, four armed men, they're going to hijack a New York City subway car, and they demand a ransom. And they're like, hey, give us this money. We'll give you the passengers back. And the city police have to figure out, okay, do we pay the guy? Do we not pay the guy? How do we get in there and stop him? Uh, Walter Matthau mm. is just outstanding. I've only ever seen him in those, what is it, like the odd couple with him and Jack Lemon. Yep, yep. I've only ever seen those, and I'm like, ah, okay, maybe. Or he what? He was also in Dennis the Menace. Yeah, he so was never Mr. Really Wilson. Seen him. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't remember the character's name. Yep. I, so I never knew him as like a serious dramatic actor kind of thing. But then he steps into this role, and I was just impressed beginning to end. And then you've got Robert Shaw as the villain, and I've never seen him in a villainous role before. So to see that side of him, like not drunk, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like this. <laughs> we've got something going here. Okay. And uh, for me, I think the ending is like – one of the coolest endings i i i feel just the way it kind of hits and i i don't know there's just something about it i really dig i started to watch the remake uh the one with denzel and john travolta oh yeah uh, i got about five minutes in and then fell asleep not because of the film <laughs> it was a me thing so i have to go back and watch it okay at some point. okay okay if you haven't seen the original from 74 <laughs> definitely check it out yes it's been yeah. a long time since I've seen that. A lot of action and stuff, a lot of suspense. I remember that from when I was a kid. <laughs> yep. Uh, Pete, what's your number three? All right, since we talked about this already. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, uh, uh, uh, hey, I'm doing deja vu. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, from Dust to Dawn is my number three. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's stuff that we, we didn't talk about. Uh, you've got Cheech Marin in this. He plays three characters, which is awesome. Um, you you have uh, uh, Tom Savini in here. And there, I'm I'm just saying, like the random characters, you 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 really don't see that stuff. So classic of the movie, you got Danny Trejo <clears throat> in the movie, and the one important thing you forgot to mention, Sama Hayek. I was waiting. I'm like, I know he's gonna bring up Sama Hayek in her feet. <laughs> <laughs> the most iconic way. <laughs> Your debut, pretty much. <clears throat> I mean, she was in Desperado and a few other movies before that, but. Yeah. I'm telling you now, this was like her her star making role, you know, you know what I'm saying, star making role. You know, <laughs> I like my champagne like my socks on Selma yeah. Hayek's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Fun, um, that was a good one. Just feet, my brother. Fun Tom Savini story for you guys. My cousin actually just went to the Tom Savini School of Special Effects. And anytime Tom was walking around, like, oh, I'm just talking to my teacher right now, Tom. And I'm like, all right, like, you don't have to. We, we get it. Like, you're cool now. Whatever. Oh, God. What a show off. That's what I'm That's saying. I'm like, come on, dude. Get out of here with that. Um, and this is where my, my man, this is where my picks get hard. Uh, my number three, I'm just going to go for this one. Uh, it's, it's also a, a late 90s film. It's a comedy, kind of a teen movie uh, called Can't Hardly Wait. Um, oh, okay, yeah. This is a, it's a fun movie. It's hilarious. Uh, the whole movie, like literally the whole movie, just takes place at a party uh, after this high school's like graduation. Um, <clears throat> and it's just the misadventures of various characters from the movie. Um, there's like one guy who's trying to confess his love to this other girl before they go away to college. Um, there's these two, uh, people who kind of hated each other and then they get locked in a bathroom and then they start kind of liking each other. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff, you know, there, there's just so much, there's a lot going on in this movie. Uh, the nerds trying to get revenge on the jocks. So that was funny. Um, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's really hilarious. Uh, the whole the Barry Manilow Mandy portion of it is kind of funny, um, with a cameo by uh, Jenna Elfman. If everyone remembers who that is, and uh, I just remember I just remember random things because I don't know if anyone remembers Jenna Elfman anymore. She was big. She was yeah, she big. Was, um, keeping the faith. Highly yeah. underrated. Yeah, that was great. That movie was good. I seen that one. Um, She's on Fear the Walking Dead now. Jenna Elfman's on Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. Really? Okay, I had yes. no idea because I don't watch the. Huh. I don't watch that. I had yeah. no idea. Hey, All right. Well, too. cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But she 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 was Dharma on Dharma and Greg, so that's kind of where she got her big break. Um, but anyway, yeah, my number three is a teen comedy, you know, screwball comedy kind of movie called Can't Hardly Wait from the late nineties. I think it's ninety. 99, I'm going to say. Just going off the top of my head. So Go for it. Uh, all right. Number three. That was our number threes. Number two, Nick. What you got? Number two. My number two is a – it used to be a guilty pleasure film, but I no longer feel guilt or shame about loving it. So it's just an absolute pleasure of a film. 
uh, Phone Booth. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Dude, Phone Booth is my jam. Uh, Mark Armstead, I'm sure a friend of the show, podcasting fellow, also on Rabbit Hole Podcast Network. Yep. He and I are very big fans of this movie. Uh, I'll often, I'll, sometimes I'll shoot him a text of like just a line from it and he'll get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> if we're in, in public, I'll try to throw a line in there and I just get that side eye from him. I absolutely love it. Um, essentially, uh, this publicist hotshot kind of guy finds himself stuck in a phone booth because uh, Kiefer Sutherland's got a gun on him and it just gets crazy from there. Again, similar to Rope, tight 80 minutes. Uh, it keeps the tension up. A lot more comedy. A lot more uh, goofing around in this one than Rope. It does get serious from time to time. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm also a big fan of Keith or Sutherland and his voice. So, yeah. like, just to hear that, like, the dulcet tones come through, I'm like, I think I just found my new alarm clock. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, phone, booth, uh, phone Booth is where it's at. Make sure you check it out if you can. That was, yeah, a, like yeah, that was a good movie. That was one of my favorite Colin Farrell movies, too. That 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 was really good for him right there. Like He's done some good movies, too, Colin Farrell. But that one right there, that was decent. A lot of good suspense. And especially because it's so out of his wheelhouse. I feel like he's always just kind of doing like just more dramatic stuff and not like genre dramatic stuff, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I remember liking Phone Booth a lot. That was a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long-ass time now. So. <laughs> Uh, Pete, number two. Bomb Chippewawa. <clears throat> uh, sorry. If you know what I'm referencing, uh, if I'm correct, I'm doing the right reference. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's late at night doing this, man. Like I sound tired. But, uh, if you like uh, anything with Mick in it, Mick, Mick Lovin is probably where you're going with this one, too. Um, and you know where I'm going with this, uh, uh super bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it all is in one day that he got the, uh, uh, I can't think of it. Like I said, to tell you, my brain is just gone. Uh, <laughs> Jonah Hill and uh, Michael Sarah, Sarah, yep. Uh, being Michael Sarah, uh, uh, they they're trying to uh, uh, go to, to do a party thing uh, for high school and stuff and all that stuff. And they're, they're like they're graduating. They're, well, I found correct to graduate. They're trying to get into. They're trying to get drunk, pretty much. Let me just say that. I, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Like I said today. <laughs> I'm usually have more, <laughs> but uh, Emma Stone's in there. Uh, like I said, the guy who plays McLovin. Um, uh, shoot, hold on, let me look at my thing here. This, um, Christopher uh, Mince Classic. Yeah. His real name, I mean, his character's name is Fogel. See, that's how you know. Like, no, it's McLovin. Like, we talk. He's McLovin. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> and you got Seth Rogen and Bill Hader in there. Hmm. It's wild. It's funny. It's hilarious, and it's been a while since I've seen it, so you could tell just from the way I'm talking. But uh, it's this is one of my favorites, though. It's goofy as hell. Um, you can tell I'm tired, like I said, because I can't say anything about my one of my favorite movies here. Because usually I could just talk and talk and talk. And... <laughs> I'm tongue tied today, people. <laughs> oh, it, you're doing um, good. You're doing good. There's a theater nearby that does like revival shows. And they were mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, uh, here's a throwback. We're gonna show Superbad." And I'm like, "Superbad is not a throwback." Yeah, like, don't you dare say that. <laughs> that film's like 15 years old, maybe. How, yeah. how dare you say yeah. that? Revival. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it? Like that's been that long now since that movie's been. <laughs> like I saw that in years. theaters. I was. I saw yeah, that like I opening too. weekend theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. 
All right. Um, so my number two, my number one could really kind of flip flop depending on on the time of day. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do them in this order. So my number two, um, it's gonna be Friday. It's gotta be Friday. Um, classic, classic, classic film from the early '90s or mid '90s, I guess. Uh, got Ice Cube. You got Chris Tucker. Um, and it's just it's just them fucking around on a Friday. They're off. They got shit to do. They're just gonna sit on a porch and smoke weed and uh, avoid Debo uh, from trying to steal their shit <laughs> and not get shot by Big Worm with the perm. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. I I unabashedly love Friday. It's it's such a fun movie. Um, and it was, it was, it, it was, um, not quite, you know, when you think Ice Cube, you don't think comedy, but like he pulls comedy really well. Uh, like I know he went on to do like the 21 Jump Street movies where he was hilarious. He was fucking one of the funniest things in those movies. But like, yeah. you don't think of like Ice Cube as like a funny guy. Like you think of him as a serious gruff guy who's dramatic and he looks like he could like just punch you for no reason but then he does these like comedy films and he's fantastic in them um i recommend the side note this also could be on this list uh fist fight uh with him yeah. and charlie day um because that also takes place on the same day he's wonderful in that as well so just throwing that out there um but friday is 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 fucking amazing and uh yeah, the the sequels are okay. The second one was kind of weird to me, um, because it didn't have Chris Tucker in it, um, and they replaced him with uh, Mike Epps, who who does a good job. There's nothing wrong with him, um, but then it, it was like they were kind of like struggling. You can see they were like making these movies just to make them, because then you got Friday After Next, which wasn't that great. Like it was okay, it's okay for what it is, but I think the original Friday. It's just a comedy masterpiece. So there you go. Uh, that's my number two, uh, which another, leads. Sorry. Another Ice Cube one day movie that was really <laughs> funny, which it deals with this topic and stuff and everything that I, I didn't put on my list. Are we there yet? Uh, I hadn't seen those. Those are hilarious. Like, okay. Like, yeah, mm. I have not seen those. So Okay. I'll have to check sorry. them out. Yeah. Uh well let's get to our number ones gentlemen so Nick what's your number one my man my number one is one of my favorite films uh in fact it's so favorite that uh when FTS French Show Sunday was putting out some podcasts we did a script reading of it and that is Clue okay uh, Clue is just oh ever since I was a kid watching Comedy Central reruns of Airhead. And Clue, and <laughs> yes. I forgot what the third one was. There was a third one, Night of the Roxbury, something like that. Okay. I absolutely loved watching Clue, and I kind of wish I was old enough and around at the time to go see it in theaters in 85. I was born in 89, so I missed it by a couple of years. Ooh. But it would have been cool to go to the theaters and see it because depending on which one you went to, you got a different ending, unlike yep. the home release and the TV where they show you all three. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have been really neat to see. And I, I wish films would kind of take that chance and do that more. And people talk about it like, what did you see? And it's like, I saw this movie and it's like, that's not what happened in mine. And just to have that like 
fun and excitement again. But it, the cast is stacked. It's just un, it's ungodly hilarious. Yes. Like every time I watch it, I find a little something new that just absolutely kills me. Um, it's just it's it's fantastic. Tim Curry all the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That is a great movie. Uh, yeah. I will occasionally just like pop that on if I'm having like a bad day. Right. Um, it's a perfect bad day movie because I have I have it on DVD and it's very easily readable on uh on streaming. Like a lot of different streaming sites have it. So. Um, so yeah, it's easy to get to. So yeah, good one. Damn, that's a good one. Thank you. You know, Ryan Reynolds is, uh, did a, a Clue movie. Yeah, I heard he's trying to he's trying to do one. Yeah. Um, I'm not against it. It depends uh, how they go about it. That's yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. It depends. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, I I, I can trust. He's a very funny guy, and I think he knows comedy. I, I think he could pull it off, but I, hopefully, he pulls it off the right way. As long yeah. as he's Mr. Green. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 That's a good point. That fits. As, as long as he's that, I'm cool. I, he, to me, he, I don't think he could, I feel like he thinks he could do Wadsworth and I'm sure he'd be oh, great at it, but no. him as Mr. Green would just. That is perfect casting. Yes. Ideal. That, yeah, that's beautiful. Now we got to have this for sure. 100%. Absolutely. Look at us, huh? Um, Pete. Number one. Well, another. <laughs> this is my wow. I'm I'm just saying movies that's already been said already. Okay. Um, Smokey's taking a shit. I'm done. But yeah, I love that movie. There's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like that. that that's like one of my all-time favorite comedies. Period. Friday. Um. You get like not just Debo and and Big Worm and all that, but you got the, uh, Bernie Mac as the pastor, yes. who's who may rest in peace. At, at that damn oh man, him just like being a pervert through the whole thing. I mean, like <laughs> and he's a pastor, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, there's a bunch of people in this movie. There's a bunch like he, like Tony Cox is in there. Yeah, yeah, he's funny as hell in there. Um, yeah, you, you keep going down the line, but random story. That's uh, I, I've been quick about a lot of uh, my reviews, but this is not a review. This is just a, a personal story. You know how I seen that uh, the first time I seen it? I seen it in my desktop publishing class in high school on bootleg. It's <laughs> before I seen it in the theater. That was like the first time I seen it. <laughs> my okay. old teacher, Mr. Ross, goes, oh, we're going to have a movie day. I was like, all right. He puts it on. We're all like cheering because we weren't expecting that from a high school too. Because you're going in, oh yeah, hey, we sat and watched uh, Friday the whole time, <laughs> and they let us sit through the whole movie. Which usually after class you got to go after like 50 minutes or whatever, but they let mm-hmm. us sit through the whole movie. Nice, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, so, I wasn't with the cool kid high school because I didn't get anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> You had to, you had to deal with Mr. Ross though. He's like one of the, one of the coolest teachers I had. He just really didn't uh, give a <sighs> give a shit about things, and <laughs> he'd say it like how it is and stuff and everything. And we always thought he was a uh, like he was a good teacher, but we always thought he was flirting around with these two girls in there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah, yeah. No, it was funny. Like you know, like they were always like like we we never knew, but you know. But he was a cool dude, though. He was just—he was funny as hell. 
if Denzel Washington would get into uh, comedy, I swear to God, he would play a good Mr. Ross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he almost looked like he almost looked like Mr. Ross, you know. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Pete, your story had a lot of twists and turns, and I yeah, I very much appreciate it. Thank yeah, you for sharing. That was that that took that went to places. Um, <laughs> my number one, um. When it comes to it, yeah, this has to be my probably my most favorite one that takes place in the same day, and it's Clerks. Yeah. Um, How did I overlook that? Um, <clears throat> just a brilliant, brilliant film. I'm sure I talked about Clerks like a thousand times on this very podcast. So I won't belabor the point. Um, but you know, it was Kevin Smith's first film, and he knocked it out of the park. It was very independent. He funded the whole thing himself with credit cards, and then he sold it to Miramax, and then he just blew up from there. Um, and it's such a cool movie. It's so funny. It's hilarious. And, I mean, it's literally the progression of a day. We start in the morning, and it ends at night. It is the whole progression of one day, and it's uh, done so well. And... um I could watch this like anytime, like anytime. Um, I could be in the middle of something and someone's like, Jason, watch the clerks. I'm just going to drop everything and go watch it. Cause I, I love, I love this movie. I love this movie to death. It is amazing. So nice. Um, my number one's going to be clerk. So yeah. Um, I want to do some honorable mentions cause I had a lot of shit on my list that I'm a little bummed. I didn't get to, um, I wanted to bring up some John Hughes films because most of his stuff took place in the same day, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Sixteen Candles. Um, I also had Adventures in Babysitting on my list. That's a great movie. Um, I had Judgment Night, but I haven't seen Judgment Night since I was a kid, and I don't really remember it that well. Um, it was it was like a like a late eighties movie with like Emilio Estevez and like Dennis Leary, I think, was in it. Um but it took place it took place over a course of a night and uh it's just these regular dudes get like chased by like gang members in a like a really bad part of town and it it was a wonderful movie. But I don't remember a lot of it, so I need to go revisit it, but I had to give it some kind of a mention. Um the diehards, the first three diehards, diehard one, two, and three, all take place all on the same exact day. So I had to give the shout out to those. Um, Nick, you mentioned phone booth, which made mm-hmm. me think of cellular. You yeah. ever see cellular? I haven't seen cellular. No. Okay, it's almost it's 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 a little bit similar, a t- touch similar. Okay. Uh, okay. It's got Chris Evans in it, and he gets a strange phone call on his phone. And it's Kim Basinger who got kidnapped and is like tied in a base or an attic. And she just happened to find a cell phone. And so she just called the first number she could and she got Chris Evans. What? And then he's, I mean, he doesn't play himself. Don't, don't think like he's, <laughs> but that's a better movie, right? <laughs> hey, I'm actor, I'm actor Chris Evans. And oh, what this phone number? <laughs> um, hi? No, but. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, that he has to try to figure out where she is, and Jason Statham's in it as one of the bad guys. It's a great movie. Ooh, it's a good, good action action movie from like two thousand four. Um, 
I do recommend it. A little underrated. Uh, and then, I don't know if you guys remember Three O'Clock High. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's from the 80s. It's an 80s teen movie. Okay. Um, it's just it's just uh, this kid is in school, and he runs afoul of the school bully who says he's going to beat him up at 3 o'clock at the end of the day. Mm. And it's just the kid trying to get through the day, like trying to get out of the fight. He's trying to leave school. He's trying to be sick and all this other stuff keeps happening. So, I don't know. Uh, very underrated as well. So, um, Nick, did you have any under, um, honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, reservoir dogs. Um, because, well, the only problem I have with that is there's a handful of flashbacks too. So I'm, yeah, I, it's, that's iffy. That's why it was kind of a little iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Tossing around, uh, obviously <clears throat> Ferris Bueller's day off, uh, the breakfast club. Breakfast Club, um, yeah. Those were the those were like the big ones that came to mind, but the other ones that there was just they don't have necessarily the quirks that the ones that were on my list had. So yeah, um, um, those were the only ones that kind of popped out at me. Uh, what about you, Pete? Uh, we talked about these movies, both these movies that I'm about to mention: there, Groundhog Day and uh, uh, Happy Death Day. Okay, yeah, I like both. that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. I like that. Okay. Yeah, like uh, you know, Groundhog Day, you got good old Bill Murray who we're living the day over and over, and then Happy Death Day is different though because even though she's living the day over and over, it's like a horror film too. At the same time, she's trying to figure out who the killer is, and it, it's just fucking hilarious with the shit with that. It's like the horror comedy. It's it's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fun one. I didn't even for some reason Groundhog Day didn't like occur to me. For some reason, like I, I get, like yeah, he's technically going through the same day. I did not even think about that. That's sort a good one. Loopholes. Yeah. Congrats, Pete. You found a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it, uh, Nick. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule uh, for coming on and doing your uh, top five movies of the same day. Um. Talk about Lyrical Innuendo for just a minute for people who yeah, may not absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah, Lyrical Innuendo podcast. Uh, that's Bubba Wheat, the occasional guest, and myself. Uh, we pick a song from the annals of music history and we take a look at its lyrics and we determine is it about sex, drugs, good old fashioned rock and roll? We had an episode recently where we talked about Fat Boy Slim and the song Weapon of Choice. And we went down a very deep rabbit hole, uh, pun intended, and yeah. talked about Dune. Okay, and that's all I'm going to say mm. about it. You be sure to listen to that episode. Yeah, I, I spent most of the episode just going like, "What?" Just like <laughs> eyes wide, mouth agape. I'm like, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I'm I'm surprisingly quiet during that episode. <laughs> <laughs> just so so overwhelmed and lost in the whole thing but uh it's a really good time nice little bursts of episodes 20 maybe 30 minutes if you find it on spotify we're able to actually play the song for you so we do a little Mm -hmm. bit of a preamble we'll get you to listen to the song and then we talk about it if you find it elsewhere unfortunately we can't do that but you you have ways to listen to tunes so be sure to check out the episodes give the song a listen give the episode a listen and uh you know enjoy it nice to meet you too nick uh, good to meet you too, Pete. Yeah, I, I'm usually a better goofball. Just like I said today, I'm like, <laughs> uh, 
Pete's off his game today. So yeah. Uh yeah, go check out Lyrical Innuendo over at Rabbit Hole Podcast. And while you're there, go check out every other show that we have over at Rabbit Hole Podcast. Other episodes of this podcast, if you want to hear more top five lists. Uh we have other shows about movies and TV shows and music, other music shows. Uh we got a book club going on. Uh there's a comedy podcast. There's all kinds of stuff to go check out. So rabbitholepodcast.com is going to be your destination for a lot of fun time. So um thanks everybody for listening. I want to give a huge shout out to the Patreon members. The Patreon members, you make this possible. I would not be able to do anything with this if it was not for you. I would be broke and I would not be able to run a website and have a Zoom account and do podcasting. And so thank you guys so, so much for the bottom of my heart. I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Pete, thank you so much for uh, being a co-host here. You're awesome as always. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new topic. Catch you later. Peace. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbithole podcast.com.